fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society, allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. It is a Friday, your favorite day of the entire week. Hey, you finally made it. Congratulations. Welcome aboard and let's celebrate going into another weekend. If you have to work the weekends, I feel bad for you, but yet... You know what you got yourself into, and we give you all the kudos in the world for making the system happen, even during our times off. Welcome, not that I have weekends off either, but hey, you know what I mean. It's still something significant about Fridays. Welcome into the program. I am Andy Hoosier. This is the Voice of Reason, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station, all over the country on radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Your millennial general reporting for duty. Fun show lined up for you. We have a lot to talk about today. Bottom of the hour, we have Patrick Nelson. He is a real estate developer out of the state of California. He's also the CEO of Nelson Partners at Student Housing as he talks about higher education. Yesterday, we talked about K-12 through education. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about higher education. Are we getting back up to par after the COVID-19 pandemic with some universities across the nation going virtual learning over the last year with the COVID-19 pandemic? Are we back to where we need to be? Why are universities still spending millions upon millions upon millions of dollars when enrollment is drastically down across the nation right now? And could we be cutting? Why do we have to have tenured university professors? Why do we have to be jacking up tuition rates? We'll talk about all that and more coming up to uh, at the bottom of the hour with Patrick Nelson. Also, hopefully you have some plans ready for the weekend. It's going to be a fun one here in the Wichita, Kansas area. Supposed to be relatively warm, maybe a little bit windy, but I'm expecting to get outside. Mrs. Voice of Reason planning on doing a little bit of her planting, getting ready for the garden in the back. We had some really bad winds here the last week or so, and her little greenhouse that we had built completely demolished just gone so i have to rebuild that this weekend that's my husbandly and uh, uh housely duty going on this weekend for mrs voice of reason and looking forward to that one welcome in we have a lot to get to i have a question for the other side of the aisle oh by the way before we do that i guess there is the most important story of the entire day have you heard the news have you heard it maybe what's nope. trending today hey there we go all right so headline of the day After the slap from Will Smith at the Oscars, I know you're totally just waiting at the edge of your seat for this news, that the Oscars have officially banned him from attending the Oscars for the next 10 years. That's that's his punishment. That's his punishment for doing what he did to Chris Rock, and Will Smith has been banned officially for the next 10 years from going to the Academy Awards and from winning. Now, he can't go anyways because he's already uh, revoked his membership, so he's not part of it any longer, so... The little slap on the wrist, there it is. He can't attend for the next 10 years. You you were waiting for that news all day long, weren't you? I know you, <laughs> I know you were. That was the most important story that we had going for the day today. No, in honesty, and in all seriousness, I have a question, and this question is a rhetorical question on our side for conservatives and Republicans. It's kind of a serious question, semi-question, for the Democrats. And on the other side of the aisle, how does it feel to be used, to be abused, to be taken advantage of, to be the hamster on the hamster wheel, to be the ones that are just the little pawns in the games of the elite, 
progressives and Democrats that promote this whole socialism and universalism and and uh, centralization of federal government and even the global government and international governments. And how does it feel to be used as a pawn in the games of those that don't give a crap about you? I mean, how does that? I'm wondering. I'm curious. Because on the right side of the aisle, we at least recognize it, realize it, and we try to fight against it. I'm really curious because you continue to fight for the same agenda when they abuse you every single day. Here's what I mean. And I have three different examples to try and run through here real quickly. Number one, there's the latest news, obviously, that Nancy Pelosi has tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. She has been vaccinated. She has been boosted with the vaccinations, and yet she still tested positive. Now, she is not having any symptoms, the last that I have heard. She's been, uh, she's been asymptomatic, which on the humanity level, good for her. She's not getting sick. She's not in the hospital. As much as we disagree politically, and I think that she is a horrible human being, I still do not wish ill on anybody in any way, shape, or form. So all the power to her, and I'm glad that she is not sick in any manner. According to her office, she is asymptomatic. That is good news. At the same time, over the last week, before she realized that she had tested positive for COVID-19, she had been around high-ranking members of Congress in the House of Representatives, in the upper chamber with the Senate, and the President of the United States, Joe Biden. Not just around him, they've actually embraced, given each other a hug, and kissed each other on the cheeks. While she was positive for COVID-19, before she knew that she had tested positive for COVID-19. Now, the official statement from the White House is that Joe Biden so far is doing fine. I don't know if he's been tested or not. I'm assuming he has. But they haven't said anything, at least that I've heard. But... The media asked a very interesting question, probably from Fox News, asking, wait a second, uh, Nancy Pelosi was around individuals and was around Joe Biden. They were in close contact. The Biden administration's official statement to the incident right now is no, they weren't in close contact. Now, wait a second. They, in the last week, they met each other, they embraced, they kissed each other on the cheek, but yet they weren't considered close contact that was asked to Jen Psaki, the communications director for the White House, and this is what they had to say. You guys say that President Biden was not a close contact with Speaker Pelosi when there is video of the Speaker kissing him? Well, Peter, the way that it is defined is by the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, and their definition of it is 15 minutes of, cl- of contact <laughs> within a set period of time uh, and within six feet. Uh, it did not meet that bar. Did not meet that bar, the close contact. Remember, we had to do social distancing. Remember that term? We haven't heard that in a while. That was a coined term from the government, from the federal government, social distancing. You had to stay uh, away, at least six feet away, or else you could get the COVID-19 virus. This was all the way back at the beginning of 2020. Uh, Now... And I remember those guidelines. Remember that you didn't have to wear a mask unless you were within that six feet radius for more than 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, And then I think it dropped down like six minutes or something. Uh, But you had to be within that range of six feet distance to somebody else in order for you to be considered a potentially being exposed and needing to wear a mask. We went from that to what the federal government said was that you have to wear a mask every single place that you go. Children have to wear the mask and adults have to wear the mask just all the time. And we said, wait a second, don't we not have to wear the mask unless we're actually within close quarters of somebody for more than like 10 minutes within that six foot? No, you have to wear the mask all the time. 
us on the right side of the aisle started to piece together the crap that was being uh, thrown out to us from the government and from the NIH and from the World Health Organization and from the FDA and realized, wait a second, it's not adding up. This seems to be more political and more like a line of controlling garbage than it does actual health and science and information to actually keep us safe. So now after they've used us and abused us for the last two years, and yes, I'm talking to you progressives because you've gone along with this just aimlessly. You've had the blinders on anything the government says or that Dr. Fauci says or anybody else says that you just go along with it because the government said it, therefore it must be true. So how does it feel to be used and abused when you've had to uproot your entire life by not being around individuals. And I'm talking extreme not being around individuals. We couldn't have children in class because, well, we were going to spread it to adults and then carry it home. We were going to spread it to other children who may have elderly people living in the home with them, and therefore you're not allowed to do that. You weren't allowed to see your grandma or grandpa in the nursing home because you could spread it to them. So for the last two years, all of the elderly individuals in nursing homes that have died have done it without human contact because you weren't allowed to see your grandma and grandpa. You had to do it with virtual stuff because you weren't allowed to see. Even to go in quickly, give them a kiss on the cheek and a hug and walk out, they weren't even allowed that type of human exposure. Now, Nancy Pelosi, remember, it's the rules for thee, not for me. Do as I say, not as I do, because the progressives love this mentality. No, this doesn't fall under the guidelines of what we define as close contact, which is close contact within that six-foot radius for more than 10 to 15 minutes. To them, nope, that quick little hug and kiss, that wasn't considered. Obviously, in reality, we're like, wow, you guys are actually in close contact. You literally hugged and gave each other a kiss on the cheek. That would be close contact in the reality world. But the government doesn't define it as that. So, of course, the Democrats hide behind their rules and their laws that they make up for themselves. Well, they told us we weren't allowed to follow those same suits for the last two years. Democrats, progressives, those that just blindly follow this crap, how do you feel to be abused and used running on that hamster wheel, promoting the agenda that they don't even follow. That's example number one. Yeah, yeah, that's just number one. Here we go, number two, let's take it to another issue, shall we? The headline came out this week earlier from Black Lives Matter using $6 million from donations into the Black Lives Matter fund to try and fight for the message, right? Fight the power, raising up, trying to bring that equality for black individuals in this nation. Black Lives Matter, the protests, the violent anarchy, the crazy bailing people out of prison who may have, like, torched a business or beat somebody up in the streets, the domestic terrorists in this nation that we've tried to hold up and defend with the donations nationwide into the Black Lives Matter organization. What have they done with that cash? if you haven't heard the news earlier this week, they spent nearly $6 million of that cash on a nice little mansion in California as the three founders of Black Lives Matter while they're making a video, an online video, ranting about how Republicans have made them victims and how they're victimized because Republicans criticize them and the right hates them and we're a bunch of Nazis and we're a bunch of racists and we're a bunch of fascists while they're on a live stream video talking about how terrible their lives are and how horrible they've been put through with their lives because of all the attacks and the criticism that they've received over the last over the last few years they're sitting there in the backyard of a 6 million dollar mansion that public record show was paid for by the donations that were gathered from Black Lives Matter again i ask you progressives and democrats how do you feel how does it feel to be used to be abused to be taken advantage of 
to be on that hamster wheel, to do the grind, to fight for the message that you feel is important to yourself and for the elites that you supposedly hate so much to be playing you like a little pawn in their game of power and control. Here's my last example for you. George Soros, we use the name all the time, obviously a a multi-billionaire that funds a lot of Democrat, progressive, radical, left-wing agendas across this nation. Uh, I just uh, there's a new headline about some new investments that they're doing, not only him, but his daughter as well, as they're now bankrolling two different entities that are supporting far left politicians, according to Fox News, as they've started the new venture called Lead the Way 2022. That includes the Lead the Way PAC uh, supporting Missouri Representative Cory Bush, a Democrat campaign committee and the campaigns of 12 other progressive politicians in an attempt to try and infiltrate Congress as well. At the same time, George Soros his daughter sinking massive money into attorney general races all over the country realizing they need that legal battle at the statewide level the guy that is an evil white rich old guy that the democrats supposedly despise and hate with their rhetoric you know the evil old white rich guys that just kind of run the country they're going along with the agenda from George Soros and his nice little packs and his daughter and all the campaign funds that they send in, trying to put you as the pawn into power to do their bidding that they benefit from, and yet you guys still just don't get it. You still just don't get it. And it's really sad, but yet it's still kind of funny at the same time. So my humor, the political humor for the day today on a Friday, Democrats, how does it feel to be used, to be abused, to be taken advantage of, and to be played like a little pawn in the game of the elite. At least the conservatives, we recognize that there are elites out there taking advantage of people, and that's why we try to fight big centralized government, big centralized power, big centralized people that have all the control. We try to fight that. You guys are falling right into it while you say with your rhetoric that you're against it. I find it kind of ironic. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you, not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. President Biden was not a close contact with Speaker <clears throat> Pelosi when there is video of the Speaker kissing him. Well, Peter, the way that it is defined is by the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, and their definition of it is 15 minutes of, of contact within a set period of time uh, and within six feet. Uh, it did not meet that bar. Did not beat that bar. I'm telling you, you know, the viruses, they follow the rules that you set as the guidelines, as the CDC and as the federal government and the FDA and the NIH and the World Health Organization. The virus follows the rules you set. You don't create the rules based on what a virus does, right? Yeah, I find that interesting. Welcome back into the program. That is, uh, of course, Jen Psaki trying to defend Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden. They can't be out there saying that they broke their own protocol by showing and by lying and just saying there was no close contact. Everything's fine with Joe Biden. Is this it? Wait a second. This is the light bulb that came on. Oh, my goodness. What if this is it? What if this is the time? What's trending today? What if they're like, no, there was no close contact. Joe Biden actually didn't get contracted with COVID-19. He just got ill all of a sudden, and Kamala Harris needs to take over as president. What if the transition's beginning right now? Oh, my goodness. That's a little concerning to me right there, but uh, wow, there it is. The Biden administration, nope, duh, these aren't the joys you're looking for. Don't you worry, there was no close contact. We abide by our own guidelines that we set in place for you, the peons, to be following, and we're going to try and follow them the same way too, but no, there was no close contact, even though they kiss. I mean, I don't know if they're aware viruses can actually transfer if you make contact with somebody. You shake their hand, you give them a kiss, you breathe near them, you can transfer that stuff. Uh, we tried to use that. Wait a second. You say that it won't spread if you're within fifth, uh, within six feet for 15 minutes. And nope, doesn't matter. You need to wear a mask all the time if you're ever around anybody ever, ever. That's what we're up against right now. I'm sensing that Democrats, and we've mentioned this a few days this week, that Democrats are having a hard time with their imaging problem, which is why their poll numbers, their poll rate, approval ratings are down so low right now. And uh, what are they going to do about it? Their messaging is not where it needs to be. Now, Jen Psaki tries to play it off like she's got it down pretty pat, right? She thinks that she knows what she's doing. She's got the messaging down. We'll circle back to that. So, you know, I'm just going to not call on Fox News the whole time. Or I'm going to be a little snarky, maybe just a little bit, uh, you know, egotistical there, try and give you a snarky answer and move on. That's the messaging. Is it working? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. That's probably why she's actually leaving to go to MSNBC, which apparently the other media outlets are livid about. CNN, uh, CBS, some of the other news outlets, they're angry that Jen Psaki, number one, is leaving because they've liked Jen Psaki there trying to put up the wall. But they're also a little upset that she's leaving to MSNBC because maybe they wanted her. I've said it before. If Jen Psaki is the best that Democrats have, 
Bring it on, baby. Like, we're going to win. We're going to roll the Democrats in the midterm elections because if that's the best that they have for their messaging, for their campaign slogans, for the talking points that they have, then all the power to you uh, because they have nothing better to actually offer. And I find that hilarious. But we don't want to be taken. Now, this is a message for the Republicans. I'm, I'm you know, tired of beating up the Democrats on the other side for a second. Let's look at Republicans for just a minute. We don't want to be those pawns. We don't want to be taken advantage of. We don't want to be the ones that are used and abused. We want to actually fight for our own agenda, which is why libertarians, conservatives, Republicans, we normally, for the most part, actually advocate for individual sovereignty, limited government, and a limitation on regulations over us, which is why most of them actually came out against like Ketanji Brown Jackson for the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, it was kind of a sick ill feeling in the pit of the stomach when you see the videos after Ketanji Brown Jackson was confirmed with the Supreme Court vote on the in the U.S. Senate and all the Republicans had like vacated the room in the chamber and Mitt Romney is standing there by himself all alone on the Republican side of the chamber clapping his hand that just shows ladies and gentlemen we have some work to do to try and clean that up trying to get that removed he's still a popular guy in Utah for whatever reason but not for long I think that might be the final nail in the coffin for him to be removed from office and realize he needs to accept who he actually is. I know Democrats have an identity crisis. I think Mitt Romney has his own identity crisis. Patrick Nelson, come on the program when you come back. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Friday, greatest day of the week. You know it. You're ready to go. Ready to kick off a brand new weekend. We'll get you set for that here in just a little bit. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, multiple radio stations all over the place. We appreciate you no matter how you may be watching or listening. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. It's what we do here on the show, trying to bring common sense, reason, and (laughs) maybe a little bit of zen back into the political flavor of the day. Welcome in. So the messaging from the Democrats obviously has been a disaster because they have no messaging. They don't have anything positive to run on in any way, shape, or form. Uh, So what do they do? They just ram things through. There was a news story from CNBC we'll talk about a little bit later on the high inflation and investment and consumer spending is taking a massive dive, even from individuals on the higher end of the income level, because they're just tightening the belt a little bit. 60%, here's a scary stat for you, 60% of Americans 
are living paycheck to paycheck. 60%. Now imagine if you're living paycheck to paycheck, as I am myself and so many others that listen to this program, that you think that you're going to spend more money on the same crap before, are you just going to tighten the belt and just cut out some of the stuff that you had because you got a set budget? It, you can't expand the credit card limit just because you have to buy the same things. You have to use the same credit card limit you've had and just try and buy as much as you possibly can that are the necessities. That's where we're at, and that's what the Biden administration and the progressives just aren't acknowledging right now. On that same topic, I want to shift gears a little bit. Uh, yesterday, we talked about the K-12 public education system and how we're winning that battle with school board victories all over the nation. But let's talk about some higher education for a second. With this... What's trending today? As we talk about the last couple of years, obviously it's been a disaster with COVID-19 and schooling and the public education system and the higher education system. Are we getting back to normal with the uh, higher education. I had seen a story earlier this week about the number of students that are enrolling for college is again on the downslide. Why? Why is that? And uh, what are we going to do about it? Can we get it back up there? Or are they looking for alternatives out there? Uh, and where are we at with the higher education? Excited to have this guy on the program. He is the CEO of Nelson Partners Student Housing, as he's a real estate developer and has 18 different student housing properties at different university campuses all over the country. Happy to have the guy on here, Mr. Patrick Nelson. Pat, how are you, my friend? I'm really great, Andy. How are you doing? I am living the dream. Appreciate you coming on the show here. This is a fascinating take on this. The last couple of years, obviously, a lot of students have been able to go to college because of the pandemic, doing the virtual stuff. Is that still the trend, or is that starting to change back to normal now? Well, that's a really, really good question. Okay, so you have people all over the place in college, or in college not just college housing, but that are, are situated or facing really hard dilemmas, right? For example, if you're in sports, do you take a registered year and come back and play your senior year? Or do you try to graduate? You have international students that didn't progress. You have people that missed their freshman year of college, right? That's when you leave home for the first time. Yeah. You live in the dorms. You don't know, really know what you're doing. Most universities make you go to the the um, cafeteria and get food, right? You don't even know how to like set your alarm yet and all that stuff. You still call your mom every day. Well, do you, so now two years later, do you go back two years at age 20 and try to be that freshman? <laughs> do you go, do you just miss it? There's a whole bunch of things that are coming into play. That's a really great point. I haven't thought about that. I mean, you're right. I went to college right out of high school, the 18, 19 year old, which, you know, don't tell anybody, but, you know, drank the adult beverages, had the young kid party kind of stuff. Once you get to that age of 20, 21, 22, you get to the age of like, OK, I've kind of grown out of the party stuff, but now you're just starting it. This could change the whole dynamic of university living, isn't it? The whole dynamic. And then where do you go? Yeah, maybe you took a class at the junior college, right? But Maybe you took a semester, maybe you did it. What do you do, right? That's the big question. Then the second question, like you were just talking about the cost, right, is do you go back to college with costs so high? You know, like I, I think college tuition over the last 20 years is up over 200%. And even if you factor in inflation since 1990, that's when I graduated high school. That's how old I am. They, uh, it's, it's up 130%. I think locally – KU, you guys at Kansas, in the last 10 years, it's 63% increase just in cost to go there. And over at Wichita State, 62%. Yeah. But then you look at the graduating seniors, is their average salary up 63%? Maybe you're making 45, 50 grand, it is up to 90 right now. 
So that's that's the big question. That is the big question. Well, in here, the sad part is is that even with let's say okay, you know what, we're going to do virtual learning as opposed to going to class, actually being in the dorms, going to class in person. We're going to go virtual. They didn't cut any of their prices to get enrolled for the classes. The the two hundred dollars for the book for the class with the tenured professor that's getting all that money because they wrote it and then changed the version of it by changing and moving a removing a sentence out of it and making it a new version. They didn't change. The the prices on anything so you're losing the college experience while at the same time you're still paying the hefty college price tag that's insane to me so andy i 100 agree and the reason it's unfair to parents right and and you just said 60 percent of families are living paycheck to paycheck so 60 percent of families that are trying to put their kids through college are probably putting 10 cents on the dollar, right? Trying to save up for their kid to go to college. And then how many of the kids are trying to pay for it themselves, right? And they're trying to figure out how do I go away to college and get a new job and meet all these new friends. And yet they're sitting in their mom's kitchen on the internet, (laughs) taking the class and the tuition is exactly the same. What's unfair about that too, is that it's already rigged. If you're a small business in America, right? Have you ever tried to compete against another firm that's backed by the government, yeah. right? So you have the, you have the universities that I think they were given over $44 billion, right? During COVID. So if they run out of money or, or they're, you know, upside down because the students are there, they just got federal funding. I think there was 300 billion given to all 5 million small businesses in America, right? In PPP, 15% of that price to went just to the universities. So if they're getting that kind of backup. Why are we still paying full tuition without the college experience, right? The college experience is way more than learning, you know, how to write essays or, you know, increase your math or even get your business skills. It's meeting people, getting away, maybe meeting your future spouse, yeah. right? Meeting a network of people. Then you build a, an alumni network, right? So you can come and say, Hey, I went to KU. We just won a national championship. It's amazing. <laughs> but when you're sitting at home, are you really part of that? I yeah. just don't understand how it's the same price. If you went to see the Imagine Dragons, I just bought tickets for my, I have six dollars, by the way. I, I just bought tickets. If I bought them for pay-per-view, I wouldn't pay 150 bucks a ticket for all, yeah, $19.99. Right. Why is it tuition the same? You get it. No, no, you make absolute sense, and that's that's exactly the point. I mean, this to me is the prime example of how subsidized government programs destroy the private market. Because, like you said, if the if the university was run by a private business, the enrollment was down, kids weren't going there, or they were going virtual, the business would say, "Hey, we're not giving them the full experience. We need to give them some uh, give them some breaks on the cost of it, or it's going to be cheaper to go online, or we're just going to you know give it uh, give certain things for free to be able to get you here. We need to do something to boost the enrollment." up again because that's our livelihood the subsidized government-run education is ah who cares we're still going to pay the athletic director you know five million dollars for the athletic program even though no kids are there because of covid the tenured professor is still not going to get a drop in their uh, in their salaries at all we're not going to even cut a department even though we can't use the department because of covid like this is a prime example of waste and inefficiency of government programs andy you are talking to a resident <laughs> a conservative resident in California. Okay. So we had no high school, no elementary school, but everybody's making the same out. The teachers were basically on a vacation. You have governor Newsom. That could be a whole other talking point, (laughs) but back to your point here, it's, you, you nailed it. It's, it's, it's not right for people to have to pay the same amount to subsidize universities. When here's the other thing you need to, the other point I want to make that's really big is the universities in most of these cities and the college towns are the number one economic driver. 
So there are hundreds, even you could probably say thousands of small businesses in the town. Just drive down the main street, you'll see bars, you'll see pizza places, right? You'll see printing plates, like all these different things that without the students are getting crushed. And most of those people are local residents with their own businesses that weren't getting the same help that the universities were getting. So when the university said, hey, even though no college kids hardly got sick, yeah. we have over 6,000 um, uh, students that live with us every year. And I don't know one student that ever even went to the hospital because it just, COVID fortunately, just didn't affect the students. But when you're a local vendor or you're a cleaning company, right, or you're a, a, a painting company that needs all of these apartments and students to keep your business going, they were struggling. I've talked to many, many vendors calling me saying, how can you not pay me? And I come back and say, well, I, I can't evict. The students don't have to pay to us, right? right? And But they didn't protect us from the lenders or from taxes or from insurance. All of those things stayed the same, but I couldn't collect revenue. And it's a big domino trickle effect, right, to all the local small businesses throughout every single university town in the country. Wow. I, I, I never thought and in, in never really clicked on how deep this goes with how the trickle effect, the ripple of the waves that go through and affect every little industry with something like this. We're talking with Patrick Nelson, CEO of Nelson Partners Student Housing. Find them online at nelsonpartners.com. Uh, Patrick, we got to take a, uh, a break here in just a minute. Can you stick over for another segment with us? Yeah, sure. You got it. Awesome. I love it because it's a great conversation really to show the effects of how this has affected the private sector. When we come back, I want to touch on moving forward with this. Is this going to be the make or break for universities? As you mentioned, with such a economic impact in so many communities all over the country and a lot of them dependent on this with their small business. Is this going to be the make or break as we see trade schools on the rise, universities on the decline? Plus, with the ongoing with uh, COVID-19, the vaccine mandates, some of the mandates that many students still have because obviously, you know, children need to wear masks and get the vaccine. But the the uh, elected officials, they can go to the State of the Union address, not have to wear their masks. That's wild. Plus, I want to get your thoughts on what's going on in California out there as well. It's Patrick Nelson, CEO, Nelson Partners Student Housing at uh, online, nelsonpartners.com. Makes you think a little bit, expands your brain a little bit. We'll do that when we come back here on a Friday episode of The Voice of Reason. Stay right here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Good golly, the show goes by way too fast. I don't care what anybody says. This is by far the fastest hour of radio on radio. Plus TV, live streaming, podcasting. As we move through a Friday, welcome back into the program. All over the country. We're hanging out with the man himself, Patrick Nelson, CEO of Nelson Partners Student Housing. Find them online at nelsonpartners.com. Uh, Pat, you had mentioned you're in California. i got to ask you, how as a business owner, as a real estate developer especially, but a conservative business owner in the state of California, how do you survive? Because I'm sure the EPA is up you every time that you try and do any type of project. You know what, Andy? That just makes me laugh when people from out of state ask us. And I'm fortunate enough that student housing is very geographically challenged, per se, right? So we actually don't have any student housing projects in California mm. just because it, it just doesn't work with the taxes and all that. I happen to have grown up here. This is where it is. But I could give you a whole uh, discourse on the frustrations with the lockdowns and the small businesses. And one thing I will note that we're seeing is there is a big departure out of California. So right now, if you're trying to hire like a, an accountant or you know a, a, a higher level um, employee, it's really, really hard to find them because they're leaving. They're going to Boise. They're going to uh, Phoenix area. They're going to Utah in, in droves. Wow. Yet the real estate here is on fire so that, I mean, you can barely afford to buy a house here. So people are selling it and moving over there. And it's, it's hurting the, the, the smaller 60% people you just mentioned that are paycheck to paycheck. How can you ever afford to buy a house in California if you didn't already have one? Yet, um, it, it's, it's very hard to run a business and make money unless you already have it. And so it's, it's almost like the good old boys are here and everybody else has to leave to go to the surrounding states. Yeah, it's crazy. I've never seen anything like it. It is crazy, very much so. You had mentioned, and uh, our conversation in the last segment kind of got me thinking about the the basic philosophical discussion between capitalism versus like socialism, communism. You know, big government, totalitarianism of uh, the the idea of using like a pencil and what it takes to make a pencil and making the graphite and producing it and shipping it and selling it in every little industry and how many hands are uh, touched on a pencil before it gets sold in the store for like 90 cents uh, or even less for a pack of pencils and how much actually goes into it. 
Do you think with this COVID pandemic, with the mandates on universities right now, with some of the government intrusion and how they're not changing any of their prices for universities, is this going to be the bust for universities? And do you see in your industry, especially making housing for students, do you see a transition between uh, students living on a campus for universities and doing something like trade schools as trade schools become more popular in the nation? Wow, Andy, that's a really big question. Okay, and, and I, let me throw a few answers to that. One thing that we're fortunate about is that we do live in America, right? And so there is still some capitalism even amongst universities, yeah. right? So, for example, California is the largest populated state. We produce more college students than any other state, right? So you have Colorado and um, you know all the Pac-12 schools are going after California students. So there is some capitalism that is keeping universities to stay, you know, cutting edge sure. technology and what they teach. Uh, which, by the way, a side note is one of the big problems we have is that almost every university is teaching liberal liberalism and all of those things. We got to get more conservative. Into I, I went to the most conservative school in the country, BYU. And I was actually the, the man on the street reporter for the Ditto Head Conservative Club in 1996. <laughs> I love way it. back when. If you if you know what a Ditto Head is, then that dates you right there. Oh yes. Um, but so that's a whole other topic: is what are they teaching? But in answer to your question, it's harder and harder for those that don't come from um, you know means to get into school. Because if, if if you've been saving for your college and your parents went to college and all that stuff, and you get good grades and you have tutors, you can go get a scholarship, whatever. But if you're the guy that's first year college and the college tuition is going up, it's really hard to say, what am I going to do? Am I going to go into debt? Am I going to get a job, you know, delivering pizzas, trying to make payment, or do I just go get a trade, right? And where I can make money now. That's the equation that I think people are looking at and why it's hurting some of the schools. But there's other schools where there's a great, great, you know, the tuition is still low, especially some of the state schools um, where you get a great value. So each person needs to look at it, what's best for themselves. Yeah. And what makes the most sense. But I will say one great point. In the end, all the stats show that a college education, a college degree, especially in certain um, you know, majors, uh, always produce more success and you know, more um, higher incomes and all those type of things. And, of course, graduate school is the same thing. Sure. I'm right there with you. It is the personal choice, and that's the beauty of the system, is that, you know what, the social experiment continues, and we're going to see the ones that make good decisions succeed, the ones that make bad decisions fail, even with the subsidized government. Eventually, that system's going to collapse. We're out of time, my friend. It's Patrick Nelson and Nelson Partners Student Housing. Pat, it's great to talk to you, my friend. Let's get you back on the show again soon. Thanks for having me. Have a great weekend. Hey, you as well, my friend. Appreciate that. There it is. Podcast up in just a little bit. That's it for us today. Back at it next week with a laundry list of stuff to talk about. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on 
religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course, yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.